Hi, and welcome to the Let's Talk Healthy Pets podcast. I'm Dr. Karen Becker, Dr. Mercola's Chief Wellness Veterinary Consultant, and I'm excited to share with you the latest news about pet health to guide you in keeping your animal companions healthy, comfortable, and happy throughout their lives. My goal as a proactive vet is to empower pet owners to make knowledgeable decisions to extend the lifespan and well-being of their animals. If you're looking for more pet health tips, you can also subscribe to my free daily newsletter at healthypets.mercola.com. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy today's podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Becker and Carol has nominated Eileen Lampert as our next Game Changer nomination. And we're so excited that Eileen is joining us today to tell us a little bit more about the passionate project that she's involved with. So first of all, Eileen, congratulations on your nomination and welcome. I'm excited to learn more about you and everything that you're doing. If you could tell our readers and listeners a little bit about you and how you got involved with the amazing work that you're doing, that would be fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Becker. Uh, Yes, my name's Eileen Lambert. I'm the executive director and founder of the Colorado Pet Pantry. Um, which is a nonprofit pet food bank in Colorado. I started the organization in 2013. I was uh, volunteering at a local amazing animal shelter and I realized that there were people relinquishing pets that they didn't want to relinquish. And I thought, well, how can we solve this? And I knew I couldn't solve the housing crisis. Um, You know, just the fact that, you know, housing, especially in Denver costs so much. Um, I knew I couldn't solve that. And I also knew I couldn't solve vet care because vet care is expensive. But what I realized is I could solve the third most, um, the, the third top reason why people relinquish their animals, which was lack of pet food and supplies. And I thought, I've got food in my cupboard. And so I figured everyone else does too. And I thought, you know, if we could just solve something, it'll have a domino effect. And so that was where the idea came from. And it just sort of took off. Amazing. And so... Oh, what year did you kind of have this vision? Well, when did you start kind of putting motion to make your vision a reality? Well, I knew, um, I come from a nonprofit background and I knew that I wanted to do something with animals. And um, I actually heard a news report about another pet food bank in the, in the country. They're not prevalent, but there are other ones. And um, I heard it and I just thought, this is it. And I just, I spent about a year doing research and talking to every single person I knew, um, went to lots of coffees and talked to the, really the, the catalyst that the moment that actually changed everything was when I talked to the executive director of a human food bank and just said, do you see a need for this? Do, do people ask you for pet food? And he's like, absolutely. And he basically told me that people ask him and he has to say no, because he doesn't, you know, that's not his mission. His mission is not pet food. And, and he said, I know some of the food that I'm giving, you know, people for their families is going to go to the animals because of course, you know, people need, they're going to want to feed their animals. And he was such an inspiration to me and, you know, and saying, Eileen, do it. And he said, do it with me. And that was my Um, that was my reason to actually start partnering with human food banks, which is actually the model that we've carried through to today. Now, eight years later, um, of, of setting up, um, at human food bank locations. And because they already have people who have said, we need help with food. 
and you can't buy pet food with food stamps. So if you need help with food, you're going to, you know, and you have an animal, you're one of 50% of Americans that have animals, then you're going to need help with pet food. Um, so we started at their location, setting up in their parking lot, and that's how we've done it ever since. Wow. And so Eileen, um, are you at how many locations around Denver do you visit? So we are now statewide. And um, so we're throughout Colorado, we're about to open up in the, there's um, in the, on the Western slope, there's an area around Grand Junction and some other um, more rural towns around that, that we're about to open um, here uh, late winter, but we just opened up in the four corners um, and we cover the front range really well of Colorado, which is the Denver Metro Colorado Springs area. And we're at 70 food banks now. Wow. Yeah. Well, first of all, congratulations on helping a lot of people keep the animal, their beloved animals that are oftentimes their emotional lifeline in their homes. It's a beautiful thing that you're doing. How do you go about getting the actual food? Are you partnering with pet food companies or are you, are you getting money and then buying wholesale or how does it work? We do, uh, we do all of that. Uh, so we have donation bins in about 110 um, pet food stores and groomers and veterinarians all throughout the state. So when people have a bag of food that maybe their pet, their dog or cat didn't like, or, or maybe their, their pet has passed on, um, they can go and donate the food or they could buy us food if they want to. Um, I mean, we have a lot of people who just donate food that didn't work out for their animal. And that's great. That was, that was the whole point of the organization is there's food going to waste. Um, but we've also got such a, an amazing volunteer base that we are able to quickly pick up from any um, pet food company or a pet food um, distributor that calls us. So we've been able to get really large donations from these really large companies because we're able to be very uh, reactive. Um, and, you know, so they call us and say, hey, we have 20 pallets. Can you get it? And I say, okay, we're on it. And we arrange to get it as fast as possible. And that's really been the key, being, being really um, in tune and responsive when someone wants to donate has made a huge difference. I think that's something that a lot of um, organizations are still working on, but we're lucky because we have so many volunteers who, who believe in the cause. So we're able to respond really fast. And so we, I feel like a lot of companies call us knowing that we will be there. Um, and the good thing is, is that we're getting the food out to also about 90 animal rescues. So we have a bunch of animal rescues here in Denver um, and throughout the state who will um, who, who look to us to help them with their pet food and supplies. And so we're able to basically respond, get the food, get the supplies into our warehouse and then get it out to the people that need it and the organizations that need it. So I think it's actually helped the greater animal welfare cause as well. Yeah, undoubtedly. Have you been able to meet the demands of the communities around Colorado? Yeah, we have. Um, I'm a very careful person. So when I start to see that we don't have enough food, I just, I just get on the phone and call everyone I know. And uh, the companies have been really exceptional. 
and generous. And so when I place some phone calls, usually they find, you know, they'll say, okay, we've got a couple of pallets or whatever, and they'll, they'll fill the gap. I'm also very careful not to grow too fast. And so I just basically, um, I try to grow as our food, money, and volunteers allow, and not before that. Um, I try, I'm trying really hard not to bite off more than we can chew, because I feel like when we open a location, we're committing to that community. And we're telling the people in that community, you can keep your pets. We're going to help you with them. And so I don't want that to be a hollow promise. And so I really try to, when we say we're going to be somewhere, we're going to be there every month. Yeah. That's, and that is, I'm sure you have people literally that you are their lifeline to keep their dog or cat in their home. And, and I agree with you that that is a commitment on your part that can't waver because those families are desperate for what you're providing, which is um, amazing. Amazing. So I can only imagine that you have, uh, story after story that you could share, but generally speaking, when you get up in the morning, what do you love most about what you do? I, I love the people that are involved. Our volunteers are so committed and um, I love the pet owners because I'm one of them and that I can, I understand that, you know, I would never want to not be able to feed my pet. And I would never want to relinquish my pet. And especially during COVID, you know, we have a lot of people who've never asked for help ever in their life. And now they're asking for help. And, um, and I can, I can relate to that. Um, I just love that we're able to do this. And, and honestly, it wasn't too hard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that it wasn't, um, it wasn't, you know, really, really reaching too far to figure out how to do this. It was actually a really easy problem to solve. And it was more around just, you know, getting the people around me to support and, you know, and then growing our volunteers and growing our donors and really getting on the radar of the companies um, with the pet food, either the pet food makers or the distributors um, and the pet food stores, like really just, you know, doing a good job and getting on their radar but I feel like just, um, you know, being able to accomplish this and to look back, because we're almost eight years old at this point in time, and just to look back and be like, wow, you know, we've actually created this great organization that's helping tens of thousands of people and pets, and it's growing throughout the state. And every once in a while, it's just, I don't think about it that much, but every once in a while, I'm just like, wow, that's really amazing that we've done this and yeah. um, helped so many people. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you're spot on that the humans that are backed into a corner will either feed human food from the, from a human food pantry to their dog or cat, rightfully so, or they themselves will go without food to feed their dog and cat. And you're preventing both of those things from happening. You're nourishing them with the foods, you know, that they need, and you're allowing people to keep their animals in their home. And the fact that you have accomplished so much in such a short period of time, what a, what a gift to be, to be celebrated. Um, and the fact that you are statewide also, also wonderful. If you could share one thing with the world, Eileen, about what you've learned over uh, this, this pretty short period of time, what would it be? 
Well, I guess I have two things. Um, one is, you know, just really general. If you have a dream, just put it out there. Because that was, that was what happened, you know, before I started this in 2013 is I just told everyone. And I just, I mean, it, it could be the person walking down the street. I would just tell them the idea just to see how they would react. And I feel like I just put it out into the ether and then it happened. And I mean, not without a lot of work, but, but it was just amazing to get the support into, um, there, there is something really powerful about just saying what you want to do. Um, and then the other thing is just really specific to, um, animals and pets is feeding healthy food matters. And I think that's one of the things that's come out of the eight years of doing this organization, of running this organization, is I've realized that giving people the capacity to feed their animals healthy and regularly, consistently, makes a difference. I have so many people who tell us that, you know, now that they're not feeding human food, now that they're not just buying the cheapest thing on the rack, their animals are healthier. They're making their head. They have less vet visits. Um, I think sometimes, you know, pets, you know, we may not always give them the healthiest food, um, you know, depending on what our situation is, but as, as much as we can do for our animals, even if it's just giving them some chopped up vegetables and giving them, you know, just some really healthy food, it makes a difference to the overall uh, state of that animal. And I think it's, we, we forget that. We do that with humans, but we kind of forget that with animals. And we forget that it can reduce all of the other issues if your animal is, if you're giving your animal healthy food and, um, so I think that's another thing that I want to make sure people realize. Yeah. And those are, those are really wise words. And the fact that you can help people nourish their animals in a way that maybe they haven't had the opportunity before because you're supplying foods that would not be within their realm of, of securing. What a great gift. Those people are able to see the power of food. And that's, that's wonderful. So I could not be any more thankful and happy that Carol nominated you for Game Changer Award. What an exciting thing that you are doing in providing resources, but also hope to an entire state that has come to rely on nourishment coming, good nourishment coming from a woman that had a dream that made it so. And so thank you for you following your passion and being inspired enough to think of this amazing idea and then execute it in a way that is so beneficial to tens of thousands of people and their animals statewide. So thank you, Eileen, for everything that you're doing. Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me. And if anyone would like to get more information about us, our website is coloradopetpantry.org. And we always need volunteers, food, and money. <laughs>